0: Hey everyone, Tanner here. This episode of EM Over Easy is our Wilderness Medicine Primer. And it's likely going to be coming out right as I'm getting into the thick of my own Wilderness Medicine elective in Virginia. Needless to say, I'm extremely excited for the opportunity. This has been something a long time coming for me. Provided I come back alive, there's a good chance the EM Over Easy crew will be doing some more wild med topics in the future. If you haven't yet subscribed on iTunes, please do. And if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, family, coworkers, even pets. Also, if you're interested in podcasting, you should check out the podcasting course in Lexington, Kentucky this April. Andy, Drew, and I will be there learning everything we can, and the lineup looks incredible. Let's get wild.
1: Necessity is a simple, Just forget about the worries and your strife.
2: Folder I mean, one, track six. No <coughs> folder one, track six. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Boom, boom, boom. You boom, can't boom. hear
0: folder one, track six until you open up folder one, track six. I know. I was just reading to myself.
1: That was like, awesome. It sounded like it was going to be a reference <laughs> you, you said that that, that, that was, like was a awesome. reference yeah. point. It's like, no, you can't listen to that until you <laughs> That's not
0: helpful. That's not how the, that's not how this works. Crap. That's uh, priceless. Talk this to me. Wherever I won't, I couldn't be founder of obvious home. The bees are passing in the trees, they're making honey just for me. The banner says it is a Come to you.
2: All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the EM Over Easy podcast. I'm Andy Little, joined today with uh, Tanner Granowski and our guest, Jeff Comp. Guys, thanks for joining us this morning.
0: Thank you for bringing Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Today we're uh, going to talk about a topic um, that we do have an expert here, and I think two budding, aspiring experts, um, in the form that we wanted to do a primer for wilderness medicine. You know, it's something that all three of us are pretty interested in. Jeff actually just got fellowed. Within the last year. Yep. Um, it's kinda of funny. I feel like he looks at us like we're these educated, like s-
0: higher level people because yeah. he's the second year and we're yeah. Yeah. fourth we're not, years yeah. or ten-years, And yet we both look at him like he's a super genius and the higher level person well, because he's amazing well, at that, outdoors well, that's ridiculous. And wilderness medicine. That's
1: that's ridiculous.
2: Well you are fella you've done something that none of us have done, actually that a lot of people don't do because you, you went and got fella in so wilderness I medicine. To um, it's something I, I look forward to down the road that I've got enough time to um, to get to see me and do everything else. So um, definitely congratulations to you on doing that because again it is an accomplishment.
1: As a in fact you were an intern when that happened, right? Were I was. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I got I got mine through the Wilderness Medical Society. So it's a different yes. type of fellowship. Yeah, it's not a fellowship track. It's right. A, yeah. Um, but I was working through it through med school and then I just got it finished it through through my intern year actually with with the help Andy's you chief when I was able to help with giving some lectures yeah. and finishing up a lot of my requirements. Yeah. Nice. So,
0: why did you choose wilderness medicine? Like, what made you go down that road
1: of awesomeness? Oh man, it was—it is what I've grown up doing. I grew up uh, as a Boy Scout. I'm an Eagle, and then getting into medicine and figuring out what I really liked doing, emergency always stuck out to me. And then I found out that there's this whole subset of people that enjoy combining the emergency medicine training with with wilderness medicine and I was totally hooked. I went to my first conference and I looked around and I just said, this is an entire conference of people that are just like me. And I continue to have that same type of experience whenever I do anything else uh, wilderness related. So wilderness medicine is just, it's such a unique niche. Yeah.
0: I think uh, for me, like emergency medicine is one of the still most pure forms of medicine left. Yeah. Where you have to know a little bit about everything Mm -hmm. be able to handle anything yeah. Uh, but then wilderness takes it that one extra step of okay now you're in the middle of nowhere and you have no fancy suction and oxygen right there. You don't raining. have all the tools like, that you want. Yeah. You legitimately yeah. have to just practice old school. It's yeah. MacGyver at its best. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And, and for me it was one of those um, you know you're outside enough and bad things happen and maybe it's yeah. just because I'm I'm from a family of six with four boys and so I remember practicing wilderness medicine at a very young age. yes, yeah. we would go fishing or we would go. Up, up the canyon and go hiking that you know you just kind of have to make things work yeah um, you got to get home That's yeah. the, that, that was always my dad's thought whenever something bad he's like guys we got to get home we just got to get back so how do we make this work yep um, and so uh, I think it's interesting that, that it is so cool that it, it's so, so closely tied to what we do because there are other specialties that do do wilderness medicine absolutely but I, I truly feel that if you're going to do it EM is definitely the, the path to take because we're we
1: MacGyver every day right so I mean there's so many different facets I mean people I don't want to say sort of put it in a box but well just medicine has so many different aspects. Yeah, absolutely. Do you need another beer? Are you good? No, I'm okay. Thank okay. you though. Thank you. Um, you know, there's so many different different components. I mean, there's international medicine, there's <laughs> travel medicine, there's yeah. man, there's disaster. uh disaster, there's sports medicine, yeah. um like dental, there's um ocular trauma, there's yeah. so many different yeah. types of yeah. things that that it encompasses.
2: Well, and it's even, you can even have a very hands-on approach or you can have even more like a, a medical control approach. Yes. Depending on the different event that you're yeah. working. Yeah. Um, which, which we can talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So wilderness medicine. So if you were to give somebody a, why do they want to do wilderness medicine? Jeff.
1: Oh man. So. did just kind of cover that?
2: <laughs> well, a little Jeff, bit. We did. <laughs> a, a, a little bit. Yeah. One I, sentence.
1: I, it, it makes you a better ER doctor. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, the, the big thing with, we talked about improvisation, um, sort of blatantly ripping off Scott Weingart. Um, you know, wilderness medicine, if you do it really well, you can take the, the department medicine outdoors. Yeah. And it's, it, it helps you with your thought process with your really sick patients in the ED. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe you don't have that specific setup that you want, mm-hmm. but you're thinking about, oh man, well, maybe I could try this or do this. And it helps you and it helps me with. Some of my own thought processes in the department. Yeah. For me, I like it because there is
0: medicine where you have everything at your fingertips and there's medicine where you don't. And if you practice where you don't have CAT scan X-ray, all that kind of stuff, you have to know physical exam findings and evaluation and stabilization. Without all that fancy equipment, yeah, it's going to make you a better doc when you do have that fancy. Equipment. Absolutely, because yeah. you're not relying on Absolutely. a chest X-ray to tell you mm-hmm. that this person's got a pneumothorax. Yeah, yeah. You can
2: say, nope. I've listened to this person. I know what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely makes you better at physical exams because you're forced to. Yeah, because that's like 99 percent of your diagnostic <laughs> <right>. <laughs> It's right. candy to a physical exam. Yeah. So if if somebody was listening to this podcast and they said, hey, I want to do wilderness medicine,
1: um, what where's where, how would you recommend that they get started with that? So. The big thing is, if you're you an ER resident or an ER attending, um, both EMRA and ASAP have really exceptional resources mm-hmm. uh, in people to contact, in different uh, different speci- different specialties within wilderness medicine. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you like dive medicine, you're going to find someone in, in EMRA or ASAP. If you like uh, altitude medicine, you're going to find someone that's really interested yeah. in that. Um, of course, i, I got to give a plug to the Wilderness Medical Society. Um, they were the ones that sort of got me into it they're an exceptional organization, international organization. There are, but if you just do a Google search, I mean, there are, um, there's a whole wide range anywhere from, uh, um, which does, uh, wilderness medicine training. There's. Alls. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. There's, There's, yeah, there are, there's there's so many, yeah, there's so many different types of, uh, types of areas. I, I think a thing to get to start, if you're looking for a place to start, um, if you're in emergency medicine, I would start at, at ASEP. Okay. I started at EMRA. Yeah. Because they, they both have they both have specialists. In exactly, yeah. yeah. And so far, wilderness medicine is a, a fellowship track from emergency medicine. Yeah. yeah. Do you
0: think that going to, like, a conference early on or something like that? Because I know when I was a med student, I always wanted to do wilderness medicine stuff, but I didn't know where exactly to start, and so I just did outdoor stuff on my own. Yeah. Which was fine. It was great. But there's a couple of conferences I've noticed around our area that have been medical student wilderness medicine conferences that are like a day or a day and a half. Yeah. Super easy to get to, yeah. quick access, to kind of
1: get your foot in the door and then from there you can kind of spread your wings a little bit. The great thing about that is you are going to leave so inspired. Yeah. You're going to leave really wanting to either start or become a really good, really big part of your medical school group or your residency group or as an attending you're you're going to want to figure out how you can find find more areas of involvement. So I think I think absolutely finding a, a local conference or, or something to get your get your sort of um, foot in the door is a great way to start.
2: And I, th- I think that's, you guys have a great point, you just have to go where the, go where the information is, go where yeah. the people are, yeah. and then get started that way. So um, all of us have gotten started, you could say, um, and I think that uh, one of the big things is, is that when you get started, you want to make... Um, you don't want to over, like, reach yourself or overextend yourself. You want to make the right kind of choices. Um, and one thing that, that, that I think is really important is is that you want to almost yeah. um, pick one particular type to practice for a little bit and see how that works. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I can use an example. So I, 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 I help run the medical side of a Boy Scout camp. Um, and for me, that was a very big animal because the first couple of years, we were very That's flying huge. from the seat of our That's pants. Huge. Um, and over the last couple of years, have really kind of, come up with some really good protocols and come up with some really good, um, put some things in place to w- not only protect us because we're not at work and you're not always going to have the same kind of insurance that you, that you have, like wh- that your company provides. And so you want to have some things, not that that's really always going to happen, but it should be on the, in the back of your mind that, Hey, I don't want to do something that's going to screw the rest of my career up. Right. Um, and so, uh, to me, like we talk about things to avoid, to me, it's making sure that you're doing what you feel comfortable with. And kind of easing your way in because I feel like a lot of people will just jump all the way in and they'll probably make some mistakes bigger
1: mistakes than they want to when they first start I think a way to to sort of pick what you what you're going to be comfortable with is finding what you enjoy most in wilderness yeah uh, for me it was initially um altitude medicine was okay. one of the things that I was really interested in mm-hmm. and now my my interests have kind of changed a little bit and I actually I think I like desert medicine a little bit more just because of where I'm from and yeah. and um Kind of cool pathology and all that kind of stuff, but it's interesting how that changes. But it was the one area that I, I felt was accessible. Yeah, it was something that I had some experience and some mm-hmm. exposure in, and it was a it was a good way for me to get started. Yeah, I think one of the things I
0: would say for people to avoid doing is getting sidetracked by the obstacles in your way to make things happen, yeah, like conferences and stuff. Excellent. Yeah, I excellent. am one of those people who realized that a little too late in the game and. Every single year, my elective fell on the wrong time, or I didn't, qu- I wasn't quite able to make something work to attend a conference that I wanted to, and yeah. so I think if this is truly what you want to do, just make it happen. Find okay. some way to, don't make an excuse. Just set up at least a, a simple conference or a day or two at a conference, or um, set up a rotation. I think that'd be the best one. The ones that yeah. I, all the students and residents that I've seen that have gone to an actual rotation for wilderness medicine training has been. Just blown away they love it they think it's an yeah. awesome
2: yeah
0: awesome yeah. gig. so yeah.
2: and probably the the only other thing I'll say when things to avoid is don't think that you can over prepare for this um, that was one thing that I remember the first the first trip I decided to be medical officer a backpacking trip with my family was with my family and, and with some family friends and you know I thought Oh, I gotta spend a lot of time so I spent a lot of time with my kits and on how, how is it gonna handle different situations and I even made some little 3 by 5 cards in case I was incapacitated you know so that way somebody to, else could take train care of train everyone. else Ooh.
1: to train everyone else um,
2: which, which, which have already been like destroyed because I didn't waterproof right. them right. They, got, right. they got wet <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> which again I didn't,
2: I didn't prepare that much there's um, mush at the bottom of your bag but but right. but, 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 but literally like at the, I went to the ship I'm like man I overprepared for this but it was just nice knowing that when I went there there wasn't really a lot that I was really that scared of because I almost made a plan about well, it's everything. probably natural though. Like
0: you, yeah. uh, the first few times you do stuff like that, you're going to over-prepare. It's yeah. just like the first yeah. few shifts in the ER. Yeah. You're going to study like crazy beforehand because you're like, yeah. I gotta know all this stuff. Yeah. And then you realize, I just spent three hours studying heart stuff, and all I saw was respiratory. All day, yeah. yeah. didn't see yeah. like didn't see anything. Yeah. Part of it, part of that's just the process. I yeah. feel like.
2: Yeah. And, and, and then the, the pitfall to avoid is no, you just you want to be, have it be that way rather than just show up and then be completely flabbergasted by what comes right. your way.
0: So, any other? Pitfalls you would avoid, or recommend people avoid when they're trying to get into a wilderness medicine.
1: I think, I think, to not get discouraged. If you are, if you're having a hard time finding either a group, or if you're a medical student at a school that doesn't necessarily have a really robust wilderness interest group, work on trying to figure out how you can. Creates or find other people that are, are, are like you at your school or same with your residents. Uh, try to find a group of people that are interested in it and then share your interests with, with everyone else at the program. The easy answer to avoiding a pitfall would be avoid a cliff edge or Nice. That was nice. Like, I see what you did there. Yeah. I tried um, to set um, you up yeah. for that. Avoid going outside nice. alone. Yeah. But right. buddy, yeah. buddy system yeah. and
2: <laughs> yeah. right. Nice. Yeah. So what's, what, what's your guys' best back story? If we're going to since this is a primer for wilderness medicine, we don't want to go too deep. What's what's the funniest thing that's happened with you on, on a backwoods story? So, so my fourth year of medical school, my kind of my graduation present to myself, was hiking uh, the Havasupai portion of the Grand Canyon. Oh, awesome. Um, and so, we took my, my brother, my dad, two of my brothers, my dad, my older sister, then a couple of my nephews. And by far, the funniest story was is that my youngest, the youngest nephew on the trip, who's now in high school, he came to me the the, the, sec, the last day was, we're getting ready to hike out. And it's a, it's a pretty, it's a long hike, you know, for somebody who's at the time was eight and has to take three steps for every adult step. I'm sure it was definitely more to him <laughs> than arduous. it was to us. Um, and he came to me and said, hey, I, I, I've, got, I've got something wrong. And he was very kind of like coy about it. And, and then finally, just he had he had athletes, he had, he had crotch rock. So he comes to me and he's nice. like, so
0: eloquently put. <laughs> right. He
2: had hashtag, hashtag crotch, rock. crotch rock. Well, I mean, you speak to people the way they talk and that's right. what he called it. And, right. so, um, <laughs> and so he comes to me and says, what do we do about this? And I'm like, well, I, Wish. I, have, to, I, have, to, I have to admit that that was uh, one thing that we had, I had brought some medicine for, but it had already been used by, for people who had athlete's foot and some other issues. And so I didn't have enough for him to use. And so I was like, but it's 90 degrees outside. He's wearing poorly ventilated pants. Whoa. So how are we going to do this? Whoa. And so my brother and I just really kind of like my guy it. And we're like, well, what's the problem? He's got to have ventilation. He needs to be able to air out. Vent and holes. Sh- and so we basically just cut a hole in his yes. pants. Made and them, just-
0: did you make him chaps?
2: Yeah, basically made him chaps. That's <coughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Basically made him little jean chaps. And it worked out to where he didn't oh, have he any s- problem that day. Because we had done some day hiking. He's like, oh, it really hurts when I
1: hike. And didn't have any problems the entire day. Um I think the other issue is hiking in jeans. Yes. Oh. Well that's, that's like pitfalls yeah, that's like, to avoid. Yeah, jeans. Yeah, well, jeans. That's like that's like walking with cheese graters. Yeah.
2: Well and the thing is, is another pitfall to avoid wet, is, is know that on top of being a medical officer, you're also an education officer. Yeah. Of here are some things you can do to avoid a medical problem on your trip. Right. Make sure that you are wearing shoes that are not brand new. Make sure that you uh-huh. are wearing pants that breathe. Right. Make sure that you are bring multiple pairs of socks. Like bring um, enough water. Bring enough water. Um, so yeah, that's that my so my, my niece my nephew's crotch rot is my story for that's funny. Back, wow. Look back one story.
0: Mine doesn't really have any medicine associated with it, but I thought a lot about things. <laughs> okay. Which was important. Yeah. I was hiking uh, for my birthday, backpacking with my buddy down in Red River Gorge. Oh yeah. Daniel National Forest yeah. and uh, we pitched our tents and well he had a hammock on this like cliff line. And phenomenal view actually took one of my all time favorite photos there it was, it was great in the middle of the night though we went we decided to I don't know I think we were hanging our food and stuff up in the tree so we were like we are hiking away from our tents we did this a little late in the evening and as we were walking just happened to like look down with our light and there was like a snake which I, I can't tell you for sure what it was. It looked like a copperhead. It always looks like a copperhead. Or or a cottonmouth. It it always looks like a bad one at night. It
1: It was clearly a cobra.
0: Yes. It was obviously something deadly.
2: There was a a man playing a flute down
1: there. We were both
0: wearing our down puffy booties. Oh, yes. Which I used to poo-poo a lot until I went and climbed Mount Whitney, and then everybody was wearing them, they're like, no, these, you have to have them. So... I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. So we, like, you know, panic. We, like, run, like, five panic. feet. panic. And there's a, we look down. There's another one. And then another one. We were, like, camped in the, like, nest of all snakes. Oh, man. So all <laughs> night, all I could think about is, my jerk of a friend's got a hammock. And I'm on the ground. And on the the ground. The He's two
2: feet above the ground. And yeah. they're going to be able to, like, maybe, like, reach yeah. up and smell him. But that's about
0: it. Um, no, it was, it was kind of terrifying, but also really fun. They because were probably all
2: just a
1: garden variety right. snake.
0: Well, now the story is terrible. <laughs> I'm sure, no,
1: no, no. I'm sure they were like they were on fire, and there were you know, and no, there was were, no fire. They were two headed.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. But they did shoot right laser venom. beams. Or or venom. Oh, okay. Venom. Oh, okay. It was venom. They were shooting venom at
2: us. Right. Yeah. I was burning your puffy boots. Yeah. But I
0: was thinking a lot about <laughs> the anti venom that we weren't going to take because it was really, really expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The
2: ten to fifteen thousand dollars of vial? It went yeah. through my head.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Right. I, so I think mine is more of like a like a shake my head at myself kind of story rather than like a specific wilderness medicine yeah. story. I, I was camping with some of my friends from med school and they were, they were good campers. Um, they've been out before but I was kind of the one that was uh, probably had a little bit more experience and we were <clears throat> excuse me we're putting the fire out for the night and we were doing a line of just like our pots and pans from the river to, to the campsite to the campfire and I was the person that was right on the side of the bank, and it was probably like midnight. It was freezing out, and I fell right in the water. And I realized I didn't bring another sweatshirt, so I've got this like freezing, like water, waterlogged sweatshirt. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be the guy that like has this stuff together. I don't know to what's the- going on? And I'm like, hey, can I borrow, can I borrow someone's sweatshirt? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's, an awkward, uh, that's an
2: awkward conversation. Yeah. So you're a preparedness guy, right? You're, yeah, right. Exactly. So you're the
1: guy that knows, uh, knows what's going on, huh? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
2: And, and I think probably the last thing is that people, when you get involved in wellness medicine, you're going to want to, people are going to look up medical kits and they're going to be like, oh, I have to have a medical kit. Um, and, and so I think I want us to each go around and say, what's in your kit that might not be in somebody else's? Hmm. And did you buy a conventional kit or did you make your own I made my own,
0: and the two things I typically keep in mind are uh, basically hemostats. Yeah. Because for some reason, having something really long and skinny that can reach in and grab something seems to come in handy a lot, yeah. whether or not it's medical use or whatever. Or just in yeah. general. It, right. It's just, and they're super lightweight and they're durable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I usually carry is a tampon not because I need one for personal use, but because there's just a lot of uses for it, whether it's a... You took mine. Yes. So excited for that. The uh, there's, there's a lot. You can look up online. There's been quite a few articles written about yeah, it. But we'll put it
2: in the show notes. There's yeah. actually some good there's stuff there's about it. There's some really good... Yeah. But
0: fire starter to actual use if you're with females and they need it or like to actual... Like you can turn it
1: into multiple things. So. Yeah. Of course, water purification. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of... I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so I think sort of going on that, I don't know if I have a lot of stuff that is specific to my medical kit. Yeah. My medical kit has a lot of things that can be used for a lot of different yeah. purposes. I think yeah. that's, that's what's significant about mine. I probably have a smaller kit, but I have stuff. I, I remember Tanner gave a really great conversation or lecture a while ago about how many different ways you can use a sealed suture pack. Mm-hmm. I mean, from yeah. the foil on the outside to the suture itself, to the needle, to the plastic... Yeah. Um, Holder, I mean, yeah. you can use it for so many different things, and I think I try to think about that a lot when I when I put things in my own bag. Yeah. What things can be used for multiple different reasons? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I definitely really don't have a lot
1: of stuff that no. is like specifically medical, but most things can be used for multiple
0: aspects.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit, the first time I we, we hiked that Grand Canyon trip, I probably had. A medical bag that was probably 10 liters big just right, you know, like, right. the, right. Upper, the was, upper third right. of my bag exactly. was medical and stuff, it, and it weighs
1: 20 pounds <laughs> yeah. and you're you're prepared
2: for everything and, and, I, and, like, and, and I was a fourth year medical student I wanted to yeah. show my family that I knew what well, I was I doing had everything and, yeah and uh I think I got some band-aids out yeah <laughs> right yeah. maybe and so uh this last time so now I've got a small it's uh um, it's just a little sleeve that either can hook on the outside of my bag or easily go in my, my, my main pouch um and I my big thing is if I do carry suture but I carry a couple kinds. Yeah. I do carry some actual wound closure suture that's you know I carry some 30 and yeah. some 40 but I really like o silk because you can use it for, yeah, for it's quick it's, a lot. you don't have to have a hemostat you just bend the needle you can do a quick uh, laceration closure because, again, it doesn't need to be pretty. It needs to get you out. You need yep. to get home. Yep. Um, and then you can use it for bags, and you can use it for clothes, and you can yep. use it for a bunch of other multi-uses. Definitely yep. use a lot of suture on bags and clothes. Yeah. Oh, man. More, oh, more than man. Skid yeah. And, yeah. in the wilderness. And, yeah. and, and the last time I did a backpack troop that wasn't with my family was with some Boy Scouts. It was literally like I bought four things of O silk, and they were all gone the first day because I had all these kids that had, well, this was the bag my dad used when he hiked the AT. And yeah. The, you know, and they were, right. like, really proud of their bag, and an hour in, a strap falls off, and I'm like sewing it back together right. like it's so not gotta, adjustable and I was like sorry buddy sorry you got a bunch <laughs> of
1: simple interrupteds holding all your stuff together exactly
2: the one okay. thing I know you have in your kit that you don't
0: that you carry everywhere that I really like is your water bottle with your duct tape around it I do do that yeah. I like that uh that's a that's a tip that I've heard from a lot of different wilderness peeps yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. I think you that's always a really really yeah. smart thing yeah. you always and have it ridiculous stories of what duct tape can do oh man
2: my, my wife actually bought me a water bottle this year for my birthday, and it's it'll go in my medical kit now. And I'm gonna all wrap it with duct tape, yeah. Off of Jeff, but it's actually it's a water purification water bottle. That That's way again, because cool. it just has the stick. That's so a yeah, straw? straw. Yeah, or yeah the... It's a life straw bottle. Yeah. Nice. And again, it was a simple eleven dollar purchase that will upgrade my kit dramatically, hugely um, than, uh, than what it currently is. So
0: okay, so closing out, where's the next place you want to go backpacking?
2: I want to go backpacking. Well, I already have a trip planned in 2018 to do the um, Havasupai Canyon again. I did it. I did it in my fourth year of medical school. Did it last year. So 2015 with my uh, oldest when he turned eight, and then my daughter turns eight in 2018, and that'll be that's kind of our eight-year-old tradition. We've decided that when the kids turn eight, we'll go hike Havasupai, um, and then for my dad's 65th birthday in 2019, we're doing Yosemite. So, nice. oh, very cool. Um, but in the meantime, I'm I'm hiking Red River Gorge in the spring of next year where you were you and, and ross yeah. for your birthday um but if i was to pick a place that i really want to go um really it's isle royale michigan i've just uh i've heard nothing but good things about that hike cool it, it's a very technically it's not a technically difficult hike just because it's all flat um but it's just that it's your it's a marshland hike so it's a lot of different elements um in terms of bugs and moisture and um, to me, it's just the it's the, probably the most extreme weather conditions you can have on a summer hike, um, just because cool. it. And also at nighttime, it, the pre, the, it drops to the 30s, so you've got to bring some cold weather gear too. So cool! I'm cool. excited.
1: Um, I think I'd like to do some exploring out here. I don't have anything. So I grew up in Phoenix. I don't have a big. So, so the Grand Canyon's like old hat to you. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I've, done, I've done it a couple times. I wanted to do, have a super again. I, yeah. I I went when I was much younger, and I think I'd have a much different experience yeah. now. Yeah. I want to do some exploring out here. Spend some time in, in West Virginia, mm-hmm. Tennessee. I was in the Smokies for uh, rotation a while ago, and that was beautiful. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to spend some more time in sort of mid-east, southeast. Yeah. I think that's going to be where I start to look for my next yeah. big adventure. Nice.
0: Uh, I am going to be hiking in Maui, oh, which will be cool. Yes. Uh, I was looking at some photos the other day. Like, all different kinds of terrain. From yeah. the rainforest to moon rock... Yeah. no vegetation whatsoever yeah so. it,
2: it is completely cool that that'll
0: way. be uh, that'll be fun but uh, the other one is I really want to climb another mountain not a big one but something decent sized already done. you, like, like, you already like done Whitney like Rainier already or done something Whitney, so. Rainier yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Nice.
0: that's probably that's probably highest on
1: my list yeah. when, are we gonna, when are we gonna do Rainier as soon as we let's find just, a let's schedule let's Rainier book it. okay let's just <laughs> let's just book <laughs> okay. it we'll, well let me know
2: I'm up for it <laughs> yeah yeah all right, well, guys, this has been an awesome episode. Jeff, we appreciate you coming. Thank you After so much for the invitation. Shift. We this appreciate is, you staying with such for us. a great time. And uh, we look forward to having other wilderness medicine conversations in the future.
0: Beat the bots in the trees that make it honey. Just for me, the banner says it is alive. We'll come to you. The banner says it is alive. We'll come to you.